Hey, welcome to the Proving God's Will podcast. I am Pastor Jason Lohorn and your host. Listen, I'm hoping today's episode will inform you, challenge you, and cause you to follow Jesus Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get to it. Well, hey, today on the podcast, I have got a guest uh, in my office. He's going to be on the podcast, Steve Pearson, and uh, he is one of our Tennessee Baptist Mission Board representatives. In fact, he is a Harvest Field representative, and we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Uh, but Steve, welcome to Proving God's Will. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live. I think you're from the Chattanooga area. Give us a little background of who you are, and uh, welcome. So I'm from the, uh, I was raised in the Chattanooga area. We actually live in Hickson. And uh, so when we, the convention sold our building about 12 years ago, um, that meant that I would not have an office at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board. And so what that meant was we were going to be going to our areas. They divided the state into six regions and, and they gave me the Chattanooga area, then also into this part of Middle Tennessee. Uh, been married to Glenda for 40 years. We have two children. Amen. Our uh, daughter, Lauren, lives in Nashville. Our son, Bailey, lives in South Carolina. He's married to Jesse. And they have our two granddaughters, Adeline and, and Maggie. And granddaughters are fun. Amen to that. Listen, I've raised all daughters, and now we have one grandson, and he's a boy. So we have no idea. Listen, we go down the toy aisle, and we buy boy stuff, and we're not sure what we're looking at, you know. You don't have any experience at that, do you? No experience, but we're <laughs> we're learning as we go. Now, Steve, so you've worked at the TBMB for years. And listen, if you're listening to our podcast, and you're one of our association churches as a Salem Baptist Association Church, maybe you're one of our pastors in our area, uh, Steve Pearson is someone that you may know. You may have uh, talked to him on the phone, or you may have met him in person. If you haven't, you need to get to know him. Of course, we have a director of missions, associational mission strategist, Jonas Taylor, and many of you know him. But Steve comes alongside of Jonas and all of us to help us carry out the Great Commission, and so hopefully you'll get to know him over some time. But Steve, um, before this role, uh, you were a pastor. How many years were you a pastor, and uh, where where did you lead? So I've been in ministry 43 years. I was called in 1980, and most of my ministry, 43 years of ministry, have been as senior pastor. So I pastored in Texas. I went to seminary in, at Southwestern, and I pastored while I was still in seminary, and then came back to Chattanooga, pastored for a little while, became a youth pastor, and then eventually moved up to First Baptist Church in Spring City, about an hour north of Chattanooga. And then from there, I actually spent three years in Ohio. I was the youth evangelism specialist for the State Convention of Baptist in Ohio. There you go, that's right. I can't remember all the letters and initials, but that yeah, that was a, a great time. Probably, uh, I would say probably one of the most harvest-filled times in my 43 years of ministry. So thousands of people saved up in Ohio. So You know, that's one thing we have in common. And, you know, I pastored in Ohio for about uh, three and a half years and, uh, of course, as Southern Baptists, we, uh, we've not been up there as long as we've been down here in the South. And mm -hmm. so there's definitely a need there. There's a lot of, uh, I would say, non-practicing Catholics in Southern Ohio, where I was in Cincinnati. But I would say that you find that throughout all that state. Uh, we've got a few guys around here that have spent um, some years in ministry in Ohio. But it's good to, good to have you back in Tennessee here. And and, it's great uh, to be home. I, 
I tell you, I, I would have stayed in Ohio, but they just don't know how to make sweet tea, so I had to get back <laughs> back to the South. Absolutely. Steve, uh, tell me something. How many counties do you cover? Or maybe it's associations, but there's it a is. there's a stretch of counties. So tell us about the territory that you try to cover. So we have all of us harvest field leaders. We've divided the state into six regions. And so we have 3,200 Southern Baptist churches in Tennessee. So that gives all of us somewhere around 500 churches that we connect with. So in my wow. particular area, I have 11 associations. And uh, like one association may be one county, it may be two or three counties. And so I have uh, 11 associations, 501 churches, I believe is what we have. We just added another church in Hamilton County. So, My goodness, that's a, that's a huge territory. I know that you're on the go a lot. Um, you probably preach here, there, and everywhere. I know that you have shared that with me, that, that if I need someone to fill in at the last minute, just check you. You might be available, and you would drive from Chattanooga to do that. And uh, I'll have you do that sometime. Uh, maybe I need, to have you come, I need to have you come when I'm here. But uh, but that's an interesting um, dynamic that you can have uh, a chance to be an influence or just be a help to that many churches, that many associations, it's a, it's amazing. So it's a huge territory. Um, there's a lot of places. You've had to learn a lot, uh, I imagine, as you went along. I've experienced a lot, which is amazing because I'll give you a quick story. So about four or five years ago, I was already living in Chattanooga. We had already sold our building there in Brentwood. And 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 so the, the, the model was that I was going to be doing half of my work working with the churches in Southeast Tennessee, but I was also going to do half of my work, which was going to help churches in evangelism. And so I got a call from a pastor up in Ray County, and they were just growing by leaps and bounds. And And so he was concerned because they were going to have to go to two services, and he had never done that. So I called him up and I said, hey, listen, you know where the donut place is? I said, Let's meet there at 2 o'clock. And, and I took him through the whole strategy because I've actually taken three churches, not just from one service to two services, but even two services to three services. And so uh, after that conversation, he looked across the table and he said, Steve, I feel like I feel like you're on my staff. I feel <laughs> like you're my minister of evangelism. And I said to him, I said to Paul, I said, Paul, I think that's the greatest compliment I've ever had in ministry. But that would have not been possible if I was still living near Brentwood. I agree. And so our regional presence, uh, we're not here to take anybody's position or to take anybody's job. We're here to complement our churches and to complement our associations. And I, I tell everybody that the, the, the best thing about being Southern Baptist is that every single one of our churches are autonomous. Yes. They if you look at it this way, they're the top of the food chain. And the rest of us, whether it's the association or the state convention, we're here to lift up and to support and be there for our churches. Amen. I tell you what, you think about the 500 plus churches and you have a pastor call and he's got some specific need. And so you've experienced, a lot of times you've experienced maybe what he's going through, or mm -hmm. let's say you maybe you haven't, but but because you're connected to all these churches, you can actually say, hey, there's a guy I know that's three counties over that he just went through the same thing, 
whatever it is, whether it's a growth thing or whether it's some type of uh, relationship dynamic inside the church or some doctrinal thing, whatever, you could say, you know what, I'm, I know a guy that's went through something very similar to this. You can link people together. You can draw off of one person's experience and, and, and share it with another. That's, to me, that's great teamwork and it's cooperation. And that's what we're about as Tennessee Baptist and uh, and as Southern Baptist. And so um, that's great. Most pastors aren't thinking like that. What I found, Steve, is in my 20-plus years of being a, a full-time pastor uh, or vocational pastor, I found that there's a lot of pastors out there that um, go through some things or they're trying to navigate through some uncharted waters, waters, and they just don't know what to do. And I'm always telling them, ask. Just ask. You don't fall into a pit. Don't get into a problem. You know, you don't have to struggle with this thing. There are resources. There's people that's been there before. And to me, it's um, uh, I've always done that. I know when I first moved to Lebanon and I was a pastor there for the first time, I leaned on people like Jonas Taylor, who is now our director of missions, mm-hmm. and Donald Owens, who pastored Emmanuel for years way back in the day, and, and other people that if I had some issue I could call them and say, "Hey, listen, I'm, uh, you know, have you ever seen something like this, or how should I do this?" And um, and you're just a yet one more person in that line of cooperation uh, to help us. And so I would say thank you for doing that, and thank you for the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board for making that possible. And yes, being out in the region, that is a game changer, definitely a game changer. It was a good financial decision, I know, on in terms of property and all these things that we did, but. It's a great logistical uh, solution to relationships. And if we don't have relationships, we don't really have much cooperation. And so we've invested in relationships even more. So it was a godsend when uh, Dr. Randy Davis suggested this. uh, You know, I had a little bit of apprehension because there we had that building. But then uh, recognizing that to be a good steward of the resources that God has provided it's really about relationships and let's just be honest a building is not really good at building relationships and so we we knew we had to do something and we wanted to do something i told uh, brother randy a few years ago this was the best decision that we have ever made because we can be there we can be responsive whether it's a an associational leader that's going through a challenge or like you said it's it's a, uh, a church that has a question, and they don't know really where to find the answers. I tell folks, I had a contractor in one of my churches. I'm a pastor. I can't really do anything around the house uh, <laughs> as far as a handyman, but Amen I would either. go to him. I would go to Mike and say, Mike, I have this issue. He says, I got a guy. Yeah. Well, that's what I get to do with the convention. I get to look at that pastor or that church leader and say, I got a guy. Amen. Somebody that. that can help you. So that's what we do. That's that's good stuff. And I think about um, how that we're there for one another. And I think about the uh, the TBC. I've been part of the Tennessee Baptist Convention for years. That that short stint in Ohio, the dark ages for me. Maybe I'm not sure, but uh, uh, it was it was a good time. We found well, two sunlight. No sweet tea. Yeah, yeah. But they, they have skyline have, chili. They don't. Have, they do have skyline chili. They have skyline chili. It's a it's a taste. You either like it or you don't. Oh, my people from here, when they go up that way, I'm like, you got to stop at Skyline. They 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 think I've given them the worst advice ever. I'm like, just get the chili cheese fries. You know, <laughs> go safe. Just get the chili cheese fries. But uh, but you know, as being a Tennessee Baptist Convention guy for a long time, as far as myself, as far as 
always going to the annual meeting. By the way, this a little blurb here. If you're one of our association pastors, listen, make a point to go to the annual summit. You know, every year it rotates from East Tennessee, Middle Tennessee, West Tennessee. And so um, talk to your leadership there. Carve out the time to go. It's in November every year. It's always great. And um, the the preaching's good. The business is good. And I'm telling you, when you walk down the hall, and I've been a, a Tennessee Baptist pastor for a, a, a long time, I kind of think. But when I walk down the hall and I see Steve Pearson, he's like, hey Jason, hey, Jason, what are you doing? Randy Davis will be like, hey, Brother Jason, what's going on in Liberty? I mean, they, they know you. And uh, that's a two-way street. I have to reach out, and we everyone has to try to get to know each other. But I can say this, that I've got great confidence that if I pick up the phone, they're, they're going to be on the other end of it. Uh, but being in this region, though, it's kind of like um, you're actually like a pastor that's actually on the mission field. So can you imagine being a pastor and you spend all your time in the office? Now, the certain amount of the week I'm going to be in this office. It's, it's a given. I've got to be in here some studying. I do make some phone calls, do some computer work, that kind of thing. But pastoral ministry really happens. It can happen on the phone, but it happens a lot of times down the street. Some situations require a phone call. Some, it's in person, face-to-face. And when the TBC decided what they did to go regional, like we're talking about with these harvest field reps, mm-hmm. where yep. you're out, it's like putting a pastor out in the field. And in addition to answering a phone call or an email, they're actually able to look at you face-to-face. And uh, to me, that's valuable. It's a step in the right direction. And any pastor listening to this, when there's a time when you go through pastoring a church and you feel like that you need to connect with your people a little bit more, just get out of the building more. (laughs) Try to get into homes. But now, listen, that's a different thing now, though. Post-COVID, being in homes has changed. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if your role changed after COVID or not. Would you say that... um, I know you did a lot of Zoom calls, a lot of... um, you did some evangelism stuff, online, mm-hmm. Zoom stuff that was great. And you may still do some of that, but all I know is you laid hold of that technology. But has your role changed post-COVID? Is it different or is it about the same? Well, it's always been about relationships. Randy Davis is our exec, and and he's all about relationships. So as soon as COVID hit, uh, since we couldn't go anywhere, since we couldn't visit in person, uh, we just made phone calls, a lot of phone calls. I, I think... That year, we had across our building uh, probably somewhere around 50,000 connections. Wow. Not all of that is a phone call. Not all of that is a visit. But probably the vast majority of them were phone calls and and visits face-to-face. And, you know, uh, one of the things that Randy mentions all the time, we got to be there. we got to be there in person if at all possible, you know, to, to get eyes on the folks and the churches to hear where they're hurting. Yes. And also we, we don't always have the answer. We don't have to have the answer. I like what Willie McLaurin said years ago. Sometimes it's just the theology of presence. Absolutely. It's just being there. You, you don't know what to say necessarily, but you're there and you're there for them and they know it. That's the most important part. Amen. I tell you what, Randy, um, Years ago, we were in, um, I was pastoring in Smith County in the New Salem Association, and Randy had been elected to be the president of the Tennessee Baptist Convention, which is typically a one- or two-year term. Um, it, it has some uh, power in it, I guess you could say, or authority, whatever. But for the most part, you're uh, a little bit of a liaison, and you're, you're here and there across the state. Uh, but it ends, like that relationship ends. You, you're president for a year or two, and it's over. 
Well, Randy visited, I think, every association as he was the president he did. of the convention, which is hard on him. His church had to be very understanding. And he came and visited with us. It was about six or seven of us. And we met in this little hole-in-the-wall restaurant in Carthage. And he sat there, and we talked for about three hours. And I'm telling you, what he did for those men sitting there, and I was one of them, it was amazing that he gave us that much time. We talked about a lot of issues, things that um, otherwise uh, he would probably never hear those things from us. And we had a great visit with him. And then later on, I guess a year later or so, he'd become our executive for the state. And I remember thinking, this is amazing. I thought, this guy is not just uh, qualified for this. This guy's got the right personality. He cares. And uh, here recently, for our annual meeting for the Salem Baptist Association, he preached our message. And uh, it was our 200th, so it was a mm-hmm. historic time. He moved some calendar items around to come be with us on this historic occasion. And I really, our people enjoyed having him. And then more recently, um, we've had some ladies go to Brentwood to a WMU gathering. I think he was on the platform speaking there, and I got a text from one of our ladies. She sent me a picture. She says, hey, that Randy guy's here. You know, I, said, <laughs> I said, Randy's everywhere. But um, but it's one of those things where he, he sets a great example. Yeah. And you guys, um, you know, I, I know that just watching how y'all operate together some, and also just getting to know each one of you, like Steve Holt. I know Steve. Yep. And um, there's... There's no tension in those relationships that I can see, which is, I'm not saying there's not pressure sometimes and there's not a every now and then a fire that we got to put out, but you can tell that everyone's on board. There's good unity. And I sense it when I'm at the Tennessee Baptist Mission Board or the summit meeting, the annual meeting, um, I can tell that Randy's leadership is is great. It's embraced. But you know what? It's It's not hard to buy into that. No. It's not hard. It's easy. When someone's Christ-centered and they're trying to lead an organization, um, it's not a struggle to buy into that. And so I see that in Randy. I see that in you guys. And um, uh, Well, that's part of our vision. Yeah. Uh, the vision is we are Christ-centered, field-focused, and we serve the churches. In fact, that's our motto. We, we serve churches. If you want to know what I do, I serve churches. Amen. That's what we do. Listen, folks, I tell you what, it's been good uh, having Steve here on the podcast. Steve, thank you for stopping by and uh, on your way to other places. Thank you for stopping by and being on the Proving God's Will podcast. Listen, I'll give you the last word as we go out. Is there anything you'd like to share with the people? Is there, if, if, there's, if there were 35 churches listening to this podcast, what would you tell them in a couple of sentences to, to do? Make it about prayer. Prayer is the key. I was training, I was doing a, a prayer walking training. Uh, for a church down in Chattanooga. And I said, folks, the most important thing that we can do is pray. Because here's the truth. Before we ever talk to people about God, let's talk to God about people. And let's make a difference in their lives through prayer. That is a good word. Steve Pearson, thank you so much for joining me here on Proving God's Will today. Folks, listen, if you like the podcast, be sure and subscribe, share that with a friend, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Steve, thanks. I hope you'll join me again sometime soon. Does that sound good? Anytime. you got to feed me, though. <laughs> that sounds great. That sounds great. You take care, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.